Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Welcome, everybody, to the Armor Report. Thanks for being here. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is a new streaming software, so hopefully this is working today. If not, I'll keep uh, upgrading, trying to get it right. Thanks for being here. Okay. Today's show, as always, is about stock market investing in what I call uh, the new stock market, the millennial age, if you will. Everything post-2008, the world has changed. And so what we do here is we look at fundamental and technical analysis as usual but we combine it with algorithmic execution to improve our investing success over time. Okay. I'm going to go over our algorithms again. I spoke to you guys on Monday, major changes, risk off across the board. Okay. So we're just going to address that real quick. I'm going to share a chart with you that I think encapsulates um, the type of market we've been in for the last 18 months. Then I'm going to drill down into the topic of the day which is how to set up stop losses correctly. And I appreciate the subscriber who asked me this question because it really got me thinking it's a good topic for us to discuss. Look, the market's just collapsed. No doubt, you know, you're um, a little disappointed. Perhaps you have some losses in the account. So the, the beautiful thing about the stock market is that it's always giving you another shot at getting it right. So we're always growing, we're always expanding, and while the market is settling out after this vicious collapse, we can take some time to learn a couple of new things. And so what we're going to focus on today is how to set up stop losses correctly, no matter what asset you're trading. I'm going to share with you something I discovered in 30 years of doing this, crunching enormous amounts of data, setting up many different algorithms and what always fell out for me, what always came out of the work I did was the same answer when it came to stop losses. So I'm going to share that with you. As always, this is a live trading desk. We've got computers all around me. I'm actively involved in the market today. Okay. I'm both, um, investing for mid to long-term ranges in my portfolios, as well as intraday trading. So this is an educational show. I'm sharing with you my experience, my successes, my failures, how I have learned over the years and how I can try to help you improve your investing success. It's true. I do manage assets for individuals. I've had that question come in from the subscribers. We can always work that way. Interactive brokers, is the relationship I've got. So Rosenthal Capital Management, I manage the assets. Interactive Brokers is the custodian of the assets. So we manage the assets that way. Um, and Interactive Brokers is just like any other discount brokerage firm. Same thing as like a Fidelity or a Schwab or, or um, 
any of those other guys E-Trade. But particularly, we like Interactive Brokers the best. It has the best execution platform and the lowest cost, and that's why we set up our relationship with IB. So I had somebody asking that question, how do they work with me? It's really rather simple. I send you an email from Interactive Brokers that invites you to join us. And then it takes 15 minutes to set up the account, and we're off and running. So anyway, if you have inquiries about that, just give me a call, and we can, we can chat about it. Okay, so on Monday, I told you we were risk-off across the board. Um, those of you who have subscribed to the Armor Report Action Alert and the Algo Alert, you can do that on our website, rosenthalcapital.com. You received an email this week. It was Monday I sent it out, sharing with you what our algorithms were telling us and how it shifted our portfolio. And I started with, um, I added a or shared a chart pattern. And I think it's just worthwhile before we dip into how to set up stop losses, no matter what your position is, I'm going to share with you what I think is the number one rule of setting up stop losses. But right before we get to that, look, we are in a heavy cash position right now. Whatever that means to you, I can't tell you how big your cash position should be. I don't know you. So I have many different portfolios that I manage. Some of those guys are 100% cash right now. Some only 25% cash. Some only 10%, some 50. You see what I'm saying? It depends on your own preference, how much cash you want to hold when risk off is, um, is called for. The guys who are 75% long, 25% cash, consider themselves long-term investors and don't mind dealing with the vicious swings. Those of my investors who are 100% cash are shorter-term investors and don't want the agita of market collapses to wreck their, um, their portfolio uh, and would rather try to reposition at lower prices. So it really just depends on your personal preference. Now, um, let me just share with you this chart before we get into the discussion about stop losses. I hope you all are seeing this. That's a chart of the S&P 500. I sent this chart out on Monday for the Armour Report Action Alerts. Again, you can subscribe on our website, rosenthalcapital.com. This just shows you the S&P 500 the ETF SPY, over the last 19, 18, 19 months. As of today and yesterday, the day before when the market cratered, we are literally down. The S&P is down over the last 18 months. The S&P is losing money over the last 18 months. And what I find remarkable is that CNBC and all the cheerleaders out there six days ago, well, now I think it's eight days ago. Eight days ago, we're cheering and telling everybody how great the market was because we were at all-time new highs. So let's just do a reality check. We went from all-time new highs eight days ago to down over the last 18 months, eight days later. So if you're struggling and frustrated with your stock market performance, here's a snapshot of why. Massive volatility during a period where the market is ripping higher and lower based on two things. One, 
what the Fed has to say. So when the Fed's raising rates, the market plummets. When the Fed reverses course, the market rips higher. And the other reason are Trump-China trade war discussions. So it's a very difficult market. Don't get sucked into the cheerleading when the market's making new highs. It doesn't mean much. Eight days later, the market's down for the last 18 months. Okay? So what we try to do here on our trading desk, and it's been difficult for us too. This is not uh, uh, some secret sauce that makes money every single day. Right? We put capital to work on weakness. We sell into the strength. Depending on how much you sell into the strength determines how well you're doing over the last 18 months. If you're a long-term holder and you don't want to sell a lot into the strength, then your performance is muted over the last 18 months. If you're more of of an aggressive investor from a trading standpoint and you're willing to book a lot of profits on rallies, then your performance is a lot better. All right, let's get to the topic of the day. I've been doing this 30 years. What's this? I've been investing from a long-term standpoint. I've been doing fundamental analysis, technical analysis. And now in the last 10 years, I've focused a lot of my energy on writing algorithms. Truth be told, I was writing rudimentary algorithms in 1993-94. Very rudimentary. But I have focused an enormous amount of time in the last decade, and even more so in the last five years, building algorithms to help manage risk, day trading algorithms and multi-day algorithms, multi-week algorithms. The reason I'm telling you this is I'm going to share this secret now, okay? And this, this might shock you. You might find this very odd when I tell you what our stop losses are. Because I've read all the books like I'm sure you guys have read. William O'Neill loves the 7% stop loss rule. Some guys are at 10%. Some guys are at 3%. And here I'm going to tell you something that always surprises me, but without a doubt has had a major impact on my success as an investor and a trader. I can't believe I'm sharing this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right, guys, here it comes. When I say I can't believe I'm sharing it, it's because I've worked so hard to figure this out. I've crunched massive amounts of numbers, and it doesn't matter if in day trading or I'm investing over multiple days or weeks trading or investing. The initial stop loss that works best for me is the low of the bar that I bought. The low of the bar that I bought. Now the secret's out. So what's the bar? For those of you who are beginners, if it's a daily chart, then the whole day is the bar. Therefore, if I bought that day, the low of the bar I bought will be the day that I bought. If I'm intraday trading, could be one minute chart, five, 10, 15, whatever minute chart you're using, that's your bar. 
So if let's say you're at a you're using 15 minute bars, I'm just pulling that out of a hat. I don't use that, but let's just say you did. Obviously, it's the low of that 15 minutes that is your stop. Now I know this might sound crazy to you because you say to me probably that's an incredibly tight stop. How can you get anywhere like that? Okay, I'm going to share with you a couple pieces of information. Number one, this information I'm giving you comes off of um, artificial intelligence, right? AI. I've been writing algorithms extensively for the last 10 years ramped up all the work in the last five years, five, six years. That means I've crunched an enormous amount of data. And every time using computers, I change the stop losses based on the strategy that I'm employing to see if I can get my profit factor higher and reduce my losses, right? Profit factors, profits versus losses, right? So any profit factor above one is a strategy that's working. Anything above two, and you got something serious to talk about. I've been sharing with you guys on um, stock Twitch, Twitter, you know, YouTube, whatever, equity curves of two of my day trading strategies. One's for the NASDAQ 100 QQQ, which is what we trade. One's for the S&P 500, SPY. Those are day trading strategies. We have profit factors above two on both of those strategies, right? We make twice as much as we're losing. And I've crunched enormous amount of data for these. These are intraday now. I also have multi-day strategies. So the algorithms that I talk about risk on, risk off on our website, you can go to rosenthalcapital.com and you can see our uh, right on the home page, what our risk monitor is saying, we have those six indexes that we follow. The S&P, and by the way, these are all ETFs. So we're just trading exchange-traded funds, something you can do very easily in your account. This is not futures trading. This is not any kind of strange mechanism you have to understand. This is just simply exchange-traded funds, ETFs, or the big indexes. That's how we invest. It's simple. We, we developed our algorithms around this, these simple tools so that you don't have to get into a deep dive about how to understand futures and options. Not to mention we can manage an enormous amount of capital investing in these ETFs because they trade ridiculous amounts of volume. So we can run our algorithms and not change the behavior of the asset. And for these six indexes, so SPY, QQQ, DIA, IWM, MTUM, Momentum, and FFTY, IBD50. These are multi-day, multi-week, sometimes multi-month strategies. And when I change and work on the stop loss of the initial position, whether it's multi-week or intraday, what gives me the highest profit factor and the smallest amount of loss is a stop loss where I'm using the low of the bar that I bought. There it is. There's your gift from all the work I've done. 
Now, implementing it's going to be difficult, right? I'm not telling you how to do it, okay? I don't know if you can implement it. And I guess that's why I don't mind sharing it, because it's not easy. Your ego is going to get in the way. You're going to put a position on. I guarantee you're going to put a position on. And at the end of the day, the, the next day, put a position on, and the next day it closes below the low of the bar you bought, and you're not going to want to sell it. You're going to say, this is crazy. And here's another thing that's going to drive you nuts. Maybe one out of ten times, you're going to get out, and the stock's going to rip higher. And you're going to be, God, I hate that guy, Brett. The armor report. But what you don't realize is that that's the sucker's bet. That's the sucker's bet. You're going to remember that one time that the stock went up against you after you sold it. And this is a strange thing about um, uh, people and their money. DJ probably understands this. He plays a lot of poker. You always remember your bad beats. And you forget all the successes. And so one out of ten times, that stop is going to take you out, reverse and go higher. You're going to curse and scream about it. But what you're not realizing is you're just remembering that one out of ten. And over a 12-month, 24-month, 36-month, okay, I've been building these algorithms over 15 years, so I have back-tested results. All I do is go into the computer, change my stops, see what the profit factor is, see what my losses are see what my gains are. And I'm telling you from all of that crunching that the best stop for me is the low of the bar I bought. Now, here's the key. Here's, you can't do one without the other. Okay, Here's the thing. If you find that you start using LODB, no, LO, low of the bar bought, LOBB, or LODB, lower the day you bought, and you're struggling, I submit to you, it's because your entry point's wrong. Okay? If you're, the bar you're buying or the day you're buying is wrong, then you're just going to get ripped apart no matter what your stop is. Okay? Although, my guess is if you use a tight stop like that, it will reduce your losses. It won't turn your strategy profitable if you're buying wrong, but it'll help reduce your losses. Buying is key. The buying point is key. That's the hard part. And I certainly can't reveal all of my rules about how I buy right, but I will uh, submit to you that you need to buy weakness, sell into strength. We all know that. It sounds good, but a lot of times people don't do that. right? So if you use a a low of the bar you bought as your stop and you're a momentum chaser, you might get just ripped apart doing that. Because if you're buying breakouts, you, you might just get ripped apart doing that. I don't know how it affects those type of, of strategies. My guess is it's going to save you a headache. But I've geared this for strategies and algorithms that buy weakness. So if the entry point's right, what the statistics tell me is that it should never go below the bar that I bought, if it's right. If it does, then my entry's wrong, and I have to raise cash as fast as I can and wait for another opportunity. So to wrap up, I'm talking about the initial stop 
on a new position. Future live streams, we can talk about trailed stops on successful positions. That's different. But on initial positions, I don't care if it's day trading or multi-day investing, if you're buying right, think about it logically. If you've bought correctly, you should not ever be in pain in those trades. And if you are in pain, something's wrong. So cut quickly, reassess. That's my gift to you. It may be hard for you to implement. You may choose to do some other stops. But remember that statistically using a computer system to crunch massive amounts of data over 15 years for me, on my trading desk, my highest profit factor, the lowest losses, without disrupting my gains, is to use a stop on my initial position of the low of the bar that I bought. Parentheses. I always use a bit of an offset from that stop. So if the low of the bar I bought is $20 a share, probably somewhere in the $19.80 to $19.99 will be the stock. I can't help you with that. That takes a huge amount of work. Every asset's different. My offsets are always a little different. Okay? So you have to work with that a little bit. But what I can share with you is that one rule that dramatically improved my performance on all of my strategies. The low of the bar that I bought is my stop. I hope that's helped, guys. I look forward to seeing you on Friday. We're going to do our week in review. We're going to look at the markets again and see where we are. Um, I'll address other uh, um, subscriber questions, so get them to me because I like to try to do that again as many as I can on Fridays. Um, I hope this has been helpful. If you've enjoyed it, please uh, give me a thumbs up. Let me know. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. And any comments are always welcomed. I'll try to address them as soon as I see them. All right, guys, take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.